It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's a great pleasure to be with you, as always, this weekend. And for a little housekeeping, you can uh, live stream us. Live stream us on the internet, LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com. The thing will run all across the country, around the world, throughout the solar system and the Milky Way. By the way, we're on it. I don't know. I think we've got about 150 affiliates right now, which is very cool. Uh, WABC and uh, and uh, various affiliates. God bless them all. We've been building up a great show. And um, during the weekdays, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m. on the Fox Business Network. The name of the show is Cudlow, and it's 4 to 5. And if you can't, for some crazy reason, get us at 4, you can you can text your favorite 9-year-old. We'll then show you how to DVR the show. So you won't miss a thing, ever. So, plenty to talk about Today, Joe Biden talking to the Democratic uh, National Committee in uh, Baltimore, I think, someplace in Baltimore, Maryland, I don't know. Gave a rip-roaring speech, right? Not. I'm sure we stayed up all night. No, we didn't. I read the copy just because it's my job. I have to stay on top of these things. And it was pretty terrible as usual. The thing about him is he just is really, you know, you got to love the guy. He's just incapable of telling the truth about the economy or the impact of his policies. I mean, he's just, in, I don't, you know what? I even get the, uh, I even understand the, um, you know, how presidents, look, I worked for two presidents, Reagan and Trump. I understand how uh, you could puff up your accomplishments. I, I get that. Okay. I understand that. But at some point in time, you have to reconcile that with the facts. You can choose your own opinion, but you can't choose your own factoids. And that's kind of like Biden's biggest problem. He just absolutely is incapable of telling the truth about the economy. So when you go through this uh, speech he gave, uh, I think it was the House Democrats, actually. The House Democrats, one of these retreats, winter retreats. You know, he's up there telling us how great the economy is, how much progress he's made on inflation. And he's got to tell us how he's got to stop these mean Republicans, these MAGA Republicans who cut taxes for rich people and bloated the budget deficit. And when he came in office, the economy was reeling and he inherited high inflation. Now, you know, listeners have heard me talk about this stuff before, but I'm going to have to talk about it again because it's just a pack of lies. I'm sorry. I don't like to be that disrespectful to a president. But they're just not true. Using government statistics, Bureau of Labor statistics, Federal Reserve statistics, Commerce Department statistics. You know, those are the government uh, Statistical mills, they're called. That's where the numbers are pumped out. You know, like this uh, coming Friday, you'll get a jobs report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And it is what it is. You can't make it up. You can't say it's, you know, not true. 
Anyway, so just a couple of little nuggets. Fact is, when Biden became president, what well, January twentieth, nineteen? Uh, I beg your pardon, January twentieth, two thousand twenty-one, twenty twenty-one. Donald Trump. His predecessor left him with an economy that was growing at six and a half percent. In fact, Trump presided over the V-shaped recovery in the second half of 2020. Right, that second quarter collapsed down 35 something percent. It was a very, it's like a, an awful, tragic hurricane. That's what these things are. COVID is like a terrible natural disaster. It wasn't a natural disaster. We learned, by the way, it was a lab leak from China, from Wuhan, China. But putting that aside, the economic impact was like a terrible snowstorm. You shut down everything. And that's what happened. And that's why the economy plunged by about 35%. But by the third quarter, the economy popped back up by about 35%. In the fourth quarter of 2020, it was up about 5%. And in the first quarter of 2021, it was up about um, six and a half percent. And the inflation rate was 1.4 percent on the CPI 12 month change in January of 2021. So Biden goes off and keeps talking about all this malarkey. It's just not true. I'm just folks. you, You may hate Donald Trump. okay, listeners, I hope you don't. But you may. I get that. I'm just giving you the facts. The facts speak for themselves. He inherited, he, Biden, inherited a very strong economy with no inflation. And he proceeded to work with all the left-wing Democrats and spend like crazy, and that created... The inflation, and it happened fast. $1.9 trillion, whatever it was called, American Relief Bill, was completely unnecessary. There were Democratic economists like Lawrence Summers and Jason Furman, alumni of the Biden, uh, actually the Obama-Biden administration, who said, don't do this because the economy is strong. And all you're going to do is cause inflation with excess money and excess demand. And sure enough, that's what happened. Conservative economists like myself or Art Laffer or Steve Moore and others, we made the same case. We made the same case. Now, Biden, you know, this was a monumental mistake. And Biden and the American middle class, blue collar middle class, is still paying for that mistake. Because although the inflation rate has come down after one year of really tough Federal Reserve tightening, nonetheless, the inflation rate was peaking a little less than a year ago at about 9% plus. Now it's down to about 6% plus. The Fed's target is 2 And the central bank is going to have to keep tightening. They're going to have to keep pulling cash out of the economy and raise it interest rates, which is going to impact your credit card. It's going to impact your mortgage rates. It's going to impact your car loans. And it's slowly whacking away at the economy, which is slowly moving toward recession.
high inflation, recession. That's what we got. Stock market fell uh, more or less 20% last year. And, oh, by the way, on that point, here's Biden telling everybody he's going to veto the uh, ESG bill that came out of the House and the Senate with Democratic support. Over 30 Dem- – I mean, this is the environmental and social government. This says don't make your investments based on the rate of return of your investment, which is what – the fiduciary ERISA Act uh, wrote 40, uh, 50 years ago. You should make your investments based on climate change or diversity or equity or inclusion. So this opens the door. 150 million Americans, most of which have retirement accounts, will suffer from this. Biden's going to veto this bill, and it was a bipartisan bill. I think 31 Democrats in the House voted for it and a couple Democratic senators voted for it. Biden indicated he's going to veto the bill. So that's a great idea, right? You're going to put the screws to 150 million retirees because you're going to invest not on the fundamentals, the, the business they're in, the corporate profits they're making, but on the basis of energy, fossil fuels, climate change, diversity, equity, inclusion. Really? Anyway, I digress, but that's an important digression. So right now we're stuck in a rut. And that rut started two years ago and continued because Biden has spent a fortune. Biden and the Democrats in two years have added on it. Depending on how you count it, Congressional Budget Office is the arbiter here. I'm just looking for my numbers. They're going to try to give you the exact right numbers. But it's roughly almost $6 trillion of new debt that has been caused by Biden's incredible spending policy. Deficits, deficits in the next 10 years according to the Congressional Budget Office, which is the government's uh, scorekeeper. You may not like them. I've disagreed with them down through the years. But they're the government's scorekeeper, the Congressional Budget Office. Biden's policies, the policies of the Democratic Senate and the House, two years' worth, have created about $6 trillion worth of new debt. Now, here's an interesting one. You look at the budget deficit, which is all this is a function of excess spending. The root cause here is excess spending. All right, deficits are a symptom. Debt is a symptom. The root cause is the government is too big. It's almost 25% of GDP, federal government. The 50-year average is 20%. When you look at the Congressional Budget Office, okay, the deficit estimates and their scorekeeping of May 2022, okay, last May. Deficit for 2023 was $984 billion. For 24, it was one, call it $1.1 trillion. And for 25, it was $1.3 trillion. Now, here too, Biden keeps untruthing because he keeps telling us how he's bringing down the deficit. CBO says otherwise. But, 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 their latest update 
which was last month, February of 23. The FY 23 deficit is now not 1 trillion, it's 1.4 trillion. That's a 43% increase. The deficit for 24 is not 1 trillion, it's 1.6 trillion. That's a 49% increase. The deficit for 2025 is no longer 1.3 trillion, it's now back to up to 1.7 trillion, a 33% increase. In other words, more or less stuff done by the Democratic Congress and White House last spring and summer and fall. Those are all these bills, the CHIPS bill, the so misnamed Inflation Reduction Act, the omnibus bill has increased budget uh, deficits by round numbers $1.5 trillion. That's just in you know three years. Over 10 years, it's going to be $20 trillion. He doesn't talk about that. And by the way, some Republicans are complicit, all right? They're not clean. The GOP is not completely clean on this because there are about 20 of them that voted for some of these big spending bills. So I'm going to be even-handed here. I should have known better. Hopefully this new Republican Congress, the House, which I like very much, will stop all this Republican spending. But the point I'm making is um, Biden is labeling himself. He says, I inherited high inflation. That's a lie. I inherited a deep recession. That's a lie. I have cut the budget deficit. That's a lie. There isn't one piece of spending, not one item of spending. He he. He can call people names like he did in this Baltimore speech, insult the GOP, insult Trump, McCarthy, various House members. Sure, go on ahead. But that doesn't change the numbers. And that doesn't change the fact that he will do anything to, to, to avoid any reduction in federal spending which really, in this cycle, is the root cause of the high inflation, which remains at about 65 to 7%. It is down from 9 because the Fed is wringing it out of the economy, pulling cash out, jacking up interest rate. But we're still stuck with sticky high inflation. But my point is there's not a single truth to what Mr. Biden is saying. Now, maybe he thinks he can run on that successfully, but I don't think so. Whether it's Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Mike Pompeo, these are smart people who are going to counter Trump's lies. All right? That's what they're going to do. They're going to counter his lies with factoids. Factoids. Biden cannot get away with this. So we'll take a quick break here. I want to come back to the other thing is, Biden keeps saying the Republicans are going to increase the deficit by $3 trillion. This is another untruth. By the way, he keeps saying they're going to cut Medicare and Social Security. That's a separate issue, but it's another untruth. There isn't going to be any cuts to the big entitlements in this cycle, although those entitlements are going to go under in the next uh, seven to ten years. But putting that aside, the Trump tax cuts did not help the wealthiest the most. The wealthiest paid through the nose helped the middle class the most. It helped minority groups the most. And it didn't cost $3 trillion. Actually, the, the estimate by the CBO is $1.5 Turns out in two years, 
It was plus $250 billion. It actually paid for itself. The Laffer curve worked. But the point I'm making is it's another untruth from Biden. I'm going to go through some of these numbers when we come on the other side of the break. His own party is revolting against him right now. You see it in the polls. His own party, 58%, according to the ABC Washington Post poll, do not want him to run again. So he's not having all that much fun. One reason is he's not delivering the goods. Americans are not a happy lot. Americans believe they are worse off than they were a year or two ago. That's Bidenomics. That's Bidenflation. That's Biden untruths. I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Trump's tax cuts will cost $3 trillion, which is one of Biden's untruths. He, he blames his Republicans can increase deficit by $3 trillion. Of course, his own numbers, as I read before, before the break, the Congressional, Congressional Budget Office has shown clearly they're the government scorekeeper just how much the deficit has gone, has gone up and is going up in future years uh, after Biden's proposals. And as I said, Republicans are not clean on this. All right, their hands are not clean because uh, about a third of them voted for several of these bills. Not all of them. They didn't vote for the American Rescue Act back in March of 21, but they voted for the infrastructure bill. A bunch of them voted for the CHIPS uh, semiconductor bailout bill which was chock full of industrial policy, daycare centers. How about that? Daycare centers will help the chips industry. That's right in the bill. People are now learning that as they read the fine print. Well, of course, government spending comes with all these left-wing strings. That's too easy. I mean, we know that. That's why you're supposed to vote against this stuff. That's why the GOP should be opposed to industrial policy, picking winners and losers. You want to help out American companies lower their tax burdens, you want to help out American small business lower their tax burdens and and roll back the incredible Biden regulations. Biden's regulations, the war against business, Biden's war against business. Honestly, incredible choking off prosperity with these regulations. Okay? The numbers here are staggering. Absolutely. 517 new regulations in his first two years, costing $318 billion. That's paperwork, lawyers, lawsuits. You got to be kidding you know what a burden that is for small business? Big business can handle a lot of it. Not all of it, but it's a killer for small business. And then, according to Doug Holtzikin's uh, American Action Group, there's another 200 regulations coming. Another 200 regulations that are already in the pipeline. That would make 500. It's incredible. 500. And, and the next pipeline would be another $200 billion. I mean, really, this is Biden's, you know, Biden's war against fossil fuels. He's closed the spigots, causing higher prices and slower growth and more inflation. But, but now he's on this regulatory attack, regulatory attack. The Trump tax cuts helped the middle-income folks the most. In fact, there is a... Um, 
Good Wall Street Journal editorial today. The top 1%, the wealthiest people among us, the top 1% of earners paid 42% of the country's income taxes. 42%. They earned 22%, but they paid 42%. Biden wants the tax hikes on the rich to pay their fair share. They're paying their fair share and then some. They're paying four-tenths, 42%. What can you ask them to do? And by the way, middle income and lower income hardly paying anything. Lower income doesn't pay any taxes at all. So we'll talk some more about that. We have the brilliant Kellyanne Conway coming up after the break. We're going to talk some economics and some politics and some prosperity. I'm Kellyanne. 